Hi friends, and welcome to the Healthy Beyond 40 show. I'm Michelle, mama four and military wife. I have my doctorate in physical therapy and I'm an online personal trainer, health coach, and yoga teacher. Do you wish that you had more energy and could get into shape? Do you feel like you're struggling to lose weight? Maybe you've tried a diet before, but it just wasn't sustainable, and now you don't know how to get started. We're gonna look at health holistically here, and most importantly, keep things simple and quick. If you're ready to develop healthier habits, exercise consistently, and lose weight sustainably without long workouts or following strict diets, then you're in the right place. In this podcast, I bring together my expertise with real life strategies. No magic pill here, so lace up those shoes and get moving. I'm so excited to have Michaela on the podcast today. She is a Swedish nutritionist, and she is so knowledgeable about nutrition, cellular health, and omega balance. She actually lives in my neighborhood, and I've known her for a little bit now, and her story is so powerful. So today, I'm going to have her share her story and provide a little education so we can all be a little healthier. And I really want everyone to be in a powered position to take care of their health because this is what we can do. And just as a disclaimer before we start, we're not providing medical advice. So seek your doctor for your own help. Just use this as a personal story and some information. So Michaela, welcome to the podcast today. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you and your health journey. Yes. So my health journey started when I was young, even though I did not know about it. Like I pieced things together with the knowledge I have today. But growing up, I was actually gluten intolerant and no one knew about it. In my case, it showed as constipation. And I did not understand that I was constipated because we never talked about poop in our household and uh, how regular you should be or anything. I was never in pain because of the constipation. It was just a part of who I was. So for me, it was completely normal to go to the bathroom like once, maybe twice a week. And when I had classmates that needed to go to like the bathroom at school, I was like, why? That's weird. I never, ever used the bathroom at any of the schools I ever went to because I just didn't need it. So growing up, because of this, my health problems started pretty early. So even if I was eating very healthy, I was a very active person. I was competing in something called Innebandy, which is a floor hockey deal indoors. And I had had a lot of focus on nutrition. I really started digging into the nutrition after I moved away from home when I was 18 and tried to different types of diets. What I found was that when I was 25, Even if I was eating healthy, I was eating almost no processed foods. After I had my first child, I was diagnosed with shingles, but I was in so much pain and I could not like, it was hard because here I have a newborn baby. I'm in so much pain. I can't even wear clothes. And my husband had to stay home to be able to help me with the baby because I could not touch him. I could not do anything with him. And that was the start of my problematic... (laughs) health journey because up to then I did not really have any symptoms or any real issues but after that all my issues started yeah and I'm sure you know like it's interesting it started with pregnancy but our body goes through so many changes the baby in utero takes nutrients from that that I'm sure you put together that cause some of your problems so you're having problems with your gut and constipation then after your first child 
you have shingles, which I actually had when I was a child too. So usually when our immune system is a little bit lower is sometimes when that can get activated. And then what happened after that? I started like understanding more of how the nutrition we're eating and how our gut health is playing an important role in our immune system. So that's when I started connecting the dots that maybe I have a gut issue. So I started on probiotics, prebiotics. I was trying to research the best gut doctors to kind of follow their recommendations of what they recommended and was following that. But I didn't really see much of an improvement. Of course, when I cut out gluten, I'm able to go every day. But my system had been so damaged for so long, so it did not matter how healthy I was eating. I was still having a very suppressed immune system. I was sick a lot. And and I remember one time, like, I have diary entries of, like, four months worth of just being sick with one thing after the other. And I actually ended up at the hospital, at hospital that time because I suddenly had a craving for water that was so strong that I could not control. And I was just drinking way too much water and it felt like I was dying if I did not get that water so I went into the hospital mm. and they checked me for every single thing they could think of they checked if I had diabetes they checked if I had a tumor on my brain that to that disrupted it, my body not being able to control my fluid needs and so on but they couldn't find anything except that I was completely empty on vitamin d even if we were living in sunny Texas. Yeah. So you were even to the point of being so sick, you were in the hospital. Yeah. And that's interesting. You also brought up vitamin D. My vitamin D tends to be low. And I feel like doctors are checking for it a little bit more than what they used to. But I had to supplement pretty high to be able to get my vitamin D levels up, which has a direct effect on your immune system and your energy. Even if you're out in the sun, even if you're eating vitamin D rich foods and so on, if your gut health is not working because the inactive form of vitamin D needs to be converted in your gut. And it can only be converted if you're having the right microbiome, if you're having enough magnesium, because vitamin D needs magnesium to be able to convert it from an inactive form to an active form. So I'm a little bit sad that the doctors are missing this part. Yeah, that's so important to bring up with the gut health and those other nutrients that go with it. Because when we eat food, there's all these nutrients together. So we have to be careful when we're taking supplements. That thought process is thought out that we're making sure we're eating it with those other nutrients so that it becomes more available in our body. And then tell us the story from there. So what happened after my second shell was that I started becoming allergic to grass and pollen and I have never been allergic my whole life before. And then very quickly, it became a cross allergy. So I started to reacting to all of the fruits you can think of, including like strawberries, bananas, pear, plums, apples, and then also half of the veggies. So I was reacting very badly to avocado, to carrots, and even to cucumber that is supposed to be all mostly water. Um, my body was just reacting against everything that was like nutrition dense and healthy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that's a good point. Like healthy things can make our body react when our body is not healthy. It doesn't make those things bad. But if we don't have the inside of our body working well, it may react to those. And that's what I'm trying to educate people about now, too. I struggled with this for over six years. I need to take two to three different allergy medications daily. And someone that would be in my position might have said, well, I've had it for so long now. I'm just doomed to have this issue for the rest of my life. But I can 
kept on questioning and trying to search, search answers for it throughout the whole time. So I tried to boost my body with probiotics, prebiotics, was eating like whole foods, all organic. So, I mean, it was reacting to everything. So it's sometimes we have to keep on asking the question, why am my body reacting this way? Why is my immune system on high alert? I was trying to search for answers for many years, but before I found any answers, I actually had my third child and something bad is always happening with the pregnancy in my case, <laughs> because like you said, they're depleting you of the little nutrition you're able to get through your diet and, and your body is amazing in prioritizing the baby, but it is us mothers to have to pay the price. And what happened with my third child was the whole pregnancy was problematic with her, by the way. But when she was out and I was laying on the couch and just had some skin to skin contact with her, we were cuddling and suddenly I feel, I hear a small snap and then I feel a burning sensation from my neck and down my spine. And it feels like I'm paralyzed. I'm not able to move. Like I could use my arms, but I could not move. So that was very distressing. My husband got back home three hours later. I was like, please take the baby and then come back and help me as soon as possible. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, I have no clue. So that was my third child <laughs> story. Eventually I had to go into the doctors and they did MRIs, but they couldn't find a reason for me to be in so much pain. So the only thing they could offer was pain medication, but I was nursing. I did not want any pain medication. So I went back home and I figured that I need to find a solution myself. And I started calling around, booking appointments with all different kinds of chiropractors, osteopaths, massage therapists, acupuncturists, chronic crawl therapists. And we tried different pillows, different like positions of me laying for years. So over two years, I struggled with this. Yeah, that is a long time to be struggling that much and having kids and just trying to function. I was not functioning very well. Like I could not play with the kids. I could not carry them like I wanted to. I did not sit in a couch for a movie night with my family for over two years. I had to sit on the coffee table completely straight to just be able to, to sit down because most of the times I was just standing because it was less painful. And then, so what started to change for you? What actually changed was that I had a friend calling me one day, and this was after I had studied to become a nutritionist. Uh, and she called me and said, Michaela, I know you're interested in nutrition. There is a omega-3 test that I think you need to look into. And I was like, oh, interesting, because I, I had been preaching about omega-3, I mean, to everyone. I've already put my mom, my dad, my siblings, my nieces, my nephews. Every single book about nutrition is about omega-3. Like, they always have a part about omega-3. If you're reading about how restoring gut health, it's omega-3. If you're reading about food plans for ADHD and autism, it's always having a section about omega-3. So I have already been preaching about omega-3. I was eating fish, like at least five fish servings a week. We are crazy in Scandinavia. We eat it for breakfast. We eat it for dinner. Like when other people put Nutella on their sandwiches, we pushed, put like shredded fish on ours. So, and I was taking yeah, that's a much better choice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, I've been using omega-3 supplementation too. So when I ordered a test, I, I for sure thought I was going to be imbalanced. And then my test results came back and I had nine times too many 
pro-inflammatory building blocks that are the omega-6 molecules to every single omega-3 molecule that is anti-inflammatory building block. So when looking into the recommendations, the field of science, most articles is pointing at three to one or lower. And it can look like from the science that it's beneficial to get as close to one to one. That's what the science is pointing at. And here it was having nine to one. So basically nine times too much inflammation going on on a cellular level. So that was a little bit shocking. And I also looked at my omega-3 index and my omega-3 index was at 5.6%. For you listening that may not understand this, but we need to be above 8%, preferably 10 to 12%. And I was at 5.6. So that means that the essential fatty acids, because we have some vitamins, minerals, proteins, and fatty acids that are called essential. And essential means that we cannot live without them. So knowing that I have been struggling with too little essential fatty acids over a longer period of time made me start thinking that, oh, maybe if I correct this imbalance, maybe my body can start responding positively. So I actually started implementing a higher quality of omega-3 that was made with polyphenols because I learned that if it's lacking polyphenols and we're only adding vitamin E, it's usually not bioavailable in our system for too long. So I just changed that up and started that. And I also changed the probiotic and prebiotic I was using. I was changing to a blend of eight different prebiotic fibers. And when I did this change, my body started responding very quickly to it. So I remember about two months into the journey, I was feeling 100% pain-free, which was super fast for me. But, and I remember the first night I woke up and I was like waking up my husband. I was like, you know what? I slept through the night. That was like magical to me for not to have been able to sleep through an out for night for over two years to like finally be able to start sleep without waking up in with pain. And then what was fascinating was how big part the right levels of omega-3 had on my gut health as well. Cause eight months down the road, I started seeing that I forgot my allergy medications and I could still eat fruit and start drinking smoothies. So about eight months into my journey, I could quit my allergy meds. And was it perfect right away? No. Sometimes I still felt I needed some allergy medications when I was eating a lot of fruit and I was also maybe coming down with the cold and so on. But what is so fascinating that this is four years ago and every single year had become better and better and better. And this year I have used allergy meds less than 10 days. It used to be two to three different medications, 365 days a year. And now I'm like, it's only if I'm having a little bit of a cold in the spring when it's a lot of pollen and grass, then my immune system can still be that I need a little bit. But it's just fascinating to see how the body can keep on improving, even if we're aging, because a lot of our health issues, people are saying it's, because, it's a part of the aging process or it's because of my genes. Yeah. And I think it goes back to, you know, we have stuff within our control that we can change that can make a difference. So I love hearing your recovery and also that sometimes it doesn't always happen quickly because it takes a while for our cells to change and things to change change in our body to start to notice that difference. But if we're not consistent with however we're eating or what supplements we're adding, then we may not be able to see that change because we haven't done it long enough. And I know I use the same fish oil as you. And 
Can you tell us a little bit more about the fish oil and the prebiotic blend that you're using and like what makes those different? Yes. So the fish oil that I'm using is a high quality polyphenol fish oil. So not only does it have high levels of EPA and DHA, they're the essential fatty acids that we need, but they're adding polyphenols from extra virgin olive oil. And extra virgin olive oil is something that we all should get. Like, it's very smart. Every doctor that is health conscious and nutrition, like knows anything about food, they would love for you to take a tablespoon of olive oil every day. And with this fish oil blend, we get the olive oil, the, benef the benefits from that together with the fish oil. Because what we have seen is that that is the magic that makes the fish oil bioavailable in our system for over 35 hours, compared to a lot of other blends that contains vitamin E. It gets oxidized very quickly. And that is when you're saying, when I'm out and having seminars for people and I ask people, how many in, the, in this group have been trying fish oil before? And I can start seeing people's faces twist and turn because I can see that they have had a bad experience with trying fish oil, where they have even either been burping fish oil or they are smelling fish or, yeah, something bad with the fish oil. And fish oil should never smell fishy. It should not taste fishy. You should not be burping fishy. fish. If you are, it's already rancid. So that is the big difference from uh, the omega-3 I was using before to now is that I, instead of vitamin E and mixed tocopherols that are usually the antioxidants that have been used, using high quality polyphenols. And polyphenols are so health beneficial for us in other areas too. Yeah, I use the same oil and it doesn't have that fishy taste or fishy burps. I mean, it's a pretty noticeable difference. And then it makes you think like, why do these other ones, like we used to use cod liver oil and, you know, a lot of times it would start to taste fishy or smell fishy. So this product is definitely different. We, in Norway, Norway knows how important uh, fish oil is for brain development. Since 60% of our brain is built of fat and 60% of that fat comes from DHA. So Norway is actually giving free omega-3 for children under the age of one. That is a fun fact, but they give us the cod liver oil. And the next fun fact is I kept on giving my kids this and you start like in a very early age and you put it in their mouth and they will burp it out. Like they will throw up with this fish oil and it will smell fish oil on the baby clothes forever. So I actually started mm -hmm. giving my babies baths and I would give it to them when they were in the bathtub so they wouldn't ruin the baby clothes. And I'm like, if I only knew that that was so rancid and there is better products out there that is not rancid, I'm like, but I did not know any better with my first and with my second or with my third child. So they grew yeah. up on cod liver oil, but now they are high polyphenol olive oil. I mean, omega-3 instead. <laughs> yeah. And tell us just a little bit more about the prebiotic blend that um, also helped your gut along with the omegas were helping your gut. Exactly. I kept on specializing myself into gut health, uh, cellular health and inflammation. A lot of people have heard that probiotics are very good. A lot of people buy probiotic supplementation. But I used to tell this analogy so that you can understand what probiotics and prebiotics are. Imagine having probiotics like your, your kids want bunnies. So they buy two bunnies, but you don't feed them. So the, these bunnies, they will not survive. And then you buy some more bunnies and you keep on buying bunnies, but you don't feed them. So they keep on dying in the cage and you keep on adding more and they keep on dying. Prebiotic fibers is like the grass and the veggies that you are giving the bunnies. 
So if you only have two bunnies, but you're feeding them, they can duplicate. And eventually they duplicate very fast. And they duplicate so fast that you're having more bunnies than if you would just keep on buying and they let them die. So prebiotic fibers is the food for our good gut bacteria. It's what feeds it. And that's why they have, there have been numerous studies showing that prebiotic fibers are actually more effective in increasing the amount of gut bacteria we're having than just adding a probiotic. So I actually quit taking a probiotic supplementation and I started eating more fermented foods instead naturally. And then I used prebiotics instead. And that is what completely changed my gut health. The reason why I'm using a blend of eight different prebiotic fibers is simply because in your gut, you have about 300 to 1,000 different species of gut bacteria and they're living in different areas of your colon. So the fiber blend I have is just specialized, I mean, created in a way that they are feeding healthy, good gut bacteria throughout your colon and is creating a healthy environment throughout the whole thing. Because if you're only eating fiber husk, for example, you will only feed the gut, gut bacteria that prefer that food, and then you can have an overgrowth of that. So it is important to also understand that. So that's why I'm using this. It's formulated in a very, very smart way. And what is fascinating with this as well is that prebiotic fibers, when our good gut bacteria is metabolizing it, it get metabolized to butyric acid. Ambotaric acid is helping restoring the mucosa, the gut lining that is so often destroyed, and that is can help prevent leaky gut. But prebiotic fibers have also like a very good effect on a bad gut bacteria. And like there's so much to read up on. So I encourage you to go out and just research the benefits of prebiotic fibers. Yeah, thanks. And there's going to be a link in the description below where you guys can learn more about these products and see if they're fit for you. There will be a way to ask me questions if you guys have more questions about it. Because especially if you're dealing with anything like inflammation or anything like that, that it's a good idea to start looking at your omega balance. And you guys can get this tested right at home. You don't have to have a doctor's prescription. You don't have to go in. I love at-home testing. So it's a great way to see where you are. If you actually are taking fish oils, see if those fish oils are working for you. And then you can always try something different, retest, and then see if it's working for you. One last question before we hop off today. Can you share with us just one healthy lifestyle tip that you do to help incorporate either with nutrition or exercise or food into your life or for your family? I always put something that contains nutrition on your plate. And I'm always thinking like, is this food feeding the good gut bacteria or the bad gut bacteria? And always make sure that you're always feeding your good gut bacteria more than your bad. So what foods are those? Everything that have a color, all the leafy greens, all the whole foods, all of those things are feeding the good gut bacteria. And also if you can implement some kefir, some fermented sauerkraut, some kombucha, into your daily routine. That is amazing. So think more, feed the good gut bacteria. <laughs> I love that because that's such like an empowering way to look at food is, is this feeding my good gut bacteria? Is this good for my health? So love that tip. So I hope that you guys were inspired today and that you guys gained a little bit more understanding about the power of omegas and the importance of gut health. I'm going to be doing a series about fish oil. So stay tuned for that. So there's going to be some more education around fish oil, omegas, 
the ratios that we mentioned in this episode so you guys can have a fuller understanding because I want you guys to be empowered and to take your health and your nutrition in your hands. All right, guys, so have a good day and keep on moving.